Did you see that David Crosby was mean to someone on Twitter? Wait a minute. David Crosby knows how to use Twitter? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. That's a surprise <laughs> in that sense. Like, yeah. He's quite active on Twitter. Um, but some... Who was okay. he mean to? He... Uh, okay. It's... He comes off like an asshole, just to be clear. So that's what, like, uh, joking about it as a way of being like, of course they would go back on their principles, because he's a dick. Um, A fan posted a piece of art that is a quite good, interesting portrait of David Crosby. Uh And he was like, hi, David Crosby. I hope you're well. I made this picture of you. I hope you like it. And David Crosby dunk tweeted it and was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Don't quit your day job. Which is, okay, number one, you don't talk that way to a nobody on Twitter when you have thousands of followers. Yeah. That's so nasty to do. Yeah. And also, the art was fine. Like, it looks just like him. It's an interesting stylized portrait. It's like... Of all the things to be like, this is so weird and ugly. You know, like, it, it isn't. It's not weird or ugly. It's very strange of him to react that way. So people got really mad at him and also were like, hey, dude, your art is actually good. So don't listen to David Crosby. <laughs> yeah. People were posting a lot of pictures of David Crosby being like, this is you, right? Because it looks just like you. <laughs> like... <laughs> So it was it was nice to see I don't know, people sort of like pile on but on the right side, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. God damn. Like, okay. I am I've I like the one Crosby Stills and Nash album. It I like the one with Neil Young. It's the good one to me. It will forever be the good one to me. I've tried the rest and it's just not good. Not it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Uh but that's some that's some capital D dickheadish nonsense. Like, fuck off. Yeah. If someone, if someone I don't know decided that they were going to make an a, a picture of me because they're a fan. That, thank you. I don't know Isn't why you're a right? fan. Of, I don't know why you're a fan of me, but th- that's amazing. Thank you so much. You did not have to do that. I appreciate you. Hey, someone hire this person to do art because clearly they took the time to do this. Um, yeah, I even I really I like Crosby, Stills and Nash, and or Young. Right. Um. And he's still just a dick. Yeah, he was. A, he was a dick on the birds at least the, the one the one yeah the one honest thing that Dave, i've ever heard david crosby says yeah the birds kicked me out because i was an asshole yeah i'm like um yeah <laughs> a lot of people were quoting a lot of different times when he had said some version of like yeah nobody talks to me anymore because i am a dick <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know if you want us to feel bad for you or be like uh yeah we know <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Trivial Merit. We are now 
Well, I am Matthew. Caroline is my co-host. Hi, Caroline. Mm-hmm. How are you? Okay. We are twenty. We are twenty-five episodes old today. This is twenty-five. This is twenty-five. We are. That's we are, nice. We are a quarter towards the Wilt Chamberlain Chamberlain number. And I think because we have sometimes rescheduled, and you have been very kind about my reschedulings, that means it's been over a year, right? Yes. Yes, it's yes, it has been over a year, but and as to the rescheduling, yo, we human. Yeah. <laughs> we adults and we have things we gotta do, and sometimes those things make us very tired, and I totally get it. Totally. Um, but uh so yeah, we're twenty-five episodes old today, and to commemorate our twenty-fifth episode, we are doing Bonnie Raitt. Yeah from, from defeated to relaxed yes that is right and before we go any further i'm going to say we are not healthcare we are not healthcare providers i am a healthcare worker very fine <laughs> distinction i am not a therapist neither is caroline we are not giving you advice we are not telling you how to get through things we are just having a little bit of fun talking about music and creating playlists. It's a little coping mechanism inspired by Caroline's experience in music therapy. Yeah. And, uh, it's ultimately just a fun thing for us. If you feel like you need help, we, but I think I could speak for both of us and say, we advocate that you seek it out from a qualified professional. Totally. Um, I, I, I can tell you about x-rays and that's about it. He can't see what's broken in your heart. That's true. That's true, because there's no bones in the heart. There's no bones in the heart. That there's should be no the name of this episode. <laughs> there, are, there are no heart bones. No Although heart there was, bones. There, there was a funny thing on Twitter where someone thought about, I think it was like having to do with uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Someone said something about vagina bones, but that's a, uh-uh. that's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing. I don't like thing. anything about that. Nope. I, I, I don't like that I remember it, so... Um, I Luckily, see that that's one of those things that would get in your brain and you would be like, can't believe how much I can never forget this now. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried. I wish it, I wish it would go away. Uh, so, Caroline, how are you? I'm okay. I feel like um, time is kind of telescoping a bit lately. It just like feels so... like Weeks are passing quickly, but the individual days seem so slow and like more and more news just keeps coming all the time. Yeah, and almost none of it good. Right, they just, like, added more hours to the day so that more punishing things could happen. Yep. Yep. Could not agree more. But I would say my personal self, I'm, like, doing okay. I'm doing my work and stuff and playing some fun games and so forth. How have you been? Uh, We've got house guests. Um, Mm, Yes. uh, Reba's best friend. Uh, and her partner from Scotland are in for two weeks. That is so fun! uh, Yes, when in 2019 when we got married, we were supposed to have a wedding, uh, like a small ceremony wedding on October 19th. We ended up uh, canceling that midway through uh, planning because we got stressed out too fast. We're like, nope, we don't need this! So, uh, right, I feel like, am I remembering right that you guys kind of just like eloped because you were just well, like, we, we had we're not eloped, that worried about this. We we had eloped prior to that because mm-hmm. 
we were going to do like a ceremony, but then we're like, I don't want to plan this. Um, no, mainly, who would? Like the, the disparity in the sizes of our family is, is, is real. Like she can count her family like on two hands, whereas it takes six hands to get my entire generation of cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just like the logistics of this are weird uh let's not so october 19th we call uh wedding quitters day because it was the day we landed in scotland for our honeymoon um anyway i'm going off the beaten path well they're here we went to uh have you ever heard of the mooter museum yeah yeah i saw that you had gone there and it's um it's gross uh, well, it's gross, but it's okay, also it's, it, yes, it, it yes. is fascinating. Um, it's scientifically they, interesting and historically interesting, and also gross. And also, yeah, there's some there, the, then it, uh, working in healthcare and going there raises a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like given some personal things, it raises a lot of questions. But uh, I saw a book about the history of books bound in human skin. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want to read that. And so to, to cut right to it, that book is wild. Uh, that, hit, that practice is wild. And frankly, it makes me trust doctors that have a serious book collection way less. Uh, but hey, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Bonnie Raitt. And yeah, so that's the first. Yes. Can I yes. say one more thing about human skin? Go, go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. Um, have you seen those services that when someone dies, they will... Sorry, this is gross. They will peel off and preserve their tattoos. Have you heard of this? I have not, but there's an anecdote in the book about something like that from the 1800s, like the mid 1800s. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and, interesting. And and I that was like the first. That was the, it, I'm not even through the second chapter, and that was like in it. And I'm like, oh. This is where I'm at. Okay, cool. I live here now for a while. Um, but yes, so I've heard of that, but like I didn't know that was an actual service. Yeah, because so many more people have so many more tattoos now. Huh. Okay, now we can get back to to Bonnie Ray. Can we? Who I is, don't know anymore. As, <laughs> as far as I know, as far as I know, Bonnie Ray is human skin book free. Yes. And none of her uh, body skin has been preserved anywhere. She's just okay. a regular human lady. Yeah, she's a regular human lady with a fifty-year music career that is multi, yes. that is multi multi Grammy winner. <laughs> also, she also she has incredible hair. Oh, and her hair rules. She's awesome. Yes. But other uh, than that, she's just a regular lady. So before before. Um, Neither of us are super familiar with her work, correct? True. Okay. Um, How did you get introduced to Bonnie Raitt? So, I think, first of all, I didn't know that her song, Something to Talk About, is from the 90s. It's from 1991, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I'm certain that I just heard that on the radio. 
So I don't think we had any of her music in our in our like family uh, CD collection. Okay. And it was maybe like 15 years ago that I first heard Angel from Montgomery, mm-hmm. which is my favorite of her songs by far. It's one of my favorite songs, period. And um, no spoilers, but it is on my list. So a little spoiler. Well, I've, spoiled, I've spoiled 12, 12.5% <laughs> of my you list. Know, it's taken so. us 25 episodes to start spoiling. You know, we could start with Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be coy about it. That's fine. And um, that song... I had, I had grown up listening to a lot of country music. Um, mm-hmm. Surprising because I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. So it wasn't like... Uh, and my parents didn't really listen to country at that point. I just got really into it by myself. And so I had been listening to a lot of artists who I know now were really influenced by Bonnie Raitt. Like um, Mary Chapin Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I heard Angel from Montgomery, I was like, oh, this is like this whole untapped area that I would like to now, you know, listen to more. And um, but those are besides like she had a lot of other radio hits that I had heard on contemporary radio and also on, you know, like oldies slash classic rock radio. But those are the I had forgotten that she did. Um, I believe it's a, I believe it's a cover of you can't, I can't make you love me if you don't. She did not originate that song, did she? Did she? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but I didn't know her version of that song. A fun, very strange true fact is that there's a movie called Duets. Have you seen Duets? Uh, that is with Huey Lewis, if I remember correctly. Huey Lewis and uh-huh. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh. And Paul I, Giamatti. I think I, I have seen it, but I couldn't recall it. Well, like, I, I will just say it has I Can't Make You Love Me performed by Gwyneth Paltrow, which is she's a capable singer. It's yeah. it's not I would say it's not a bad movie. It has a cool soundtrack. If you want to hear Paul Giamatti sing hello it's me you do by the way oh, he does a good dude. job oh that sounds so cool i love Todd. yeah Ryan. yeah um but yeah so that was my first exposure to the song i can't make you love me <laughs> so a little bit of a wayward path and so listening to body rate for this episode gave me that feeling of like oh i know this i know this song i know this song for like a lot of songs mm-hmm. and um i was also well, we could talk about that later when we talk about what it was like to make our lists. Okay. What was your... Do you remember when you first heard Ms. Bonnie Wright? I do. Um, I think it was... So there were, there was a brief moment in time uh, where preteen Matt thought the Grammys meant something. And I would watch them every year. So like from like eight... Probably from eight till about 14. I like... I would... You could... I would kind of just pay attention to the Grammys because I was super into music and I really wanted to I wanted to know more about it and I figured if they're giving music awards I should probably see who's getting these awards 
Um, and that was where I saw Body Rate uh, perform Nick of Time. Um, mm, okay. Now, I did not, I even coming into this, like when, when we had to sort of do an audible on the fly because we were going to do jo- Joni Mitchell, but uh, her progr- er, her catalog has been removed because she disagrees with, correctly disagrees with uh, Joe Rogan, which I think both you and I do as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I remember saying, like, I, re- I barely remember Nick of Time, and I think that's just because I remember watching her win a ton of Grammys. Um... I also remember, I do remember the song Something to Talk About from the 90s. Did not know it was her. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this was in that era of, I'll say pop country, but having done this, you know, for Bonnie Raitt's catalog, I don't lump her in with that because she kind of just happened to be there. Um, now, did I Well, know- and it's also pop country at the time was changing very quickly, but it was still a lot more country. And it was people like Mary Chapin Carpenter rather than what it became in the late 90s and beyond, which is just like a, almost like a postmodern self-parody. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely threw me out of country for just saying that. <laughs> I mean, look, look the, the, way I, the, the, way I, the way I see it, you know, like what you want, doesn't matter. Um, but like, I remember the the more insufferable country fans around me really loving that song uh, because it was all over their radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, come back to Shania Twain, you know, in the early 2000s, ah, yes. in the early 2000s and, and realize that, oh, wait a minute, this is why that was so popular because it's really good um, I, I recently I recently rediscovered her song that I think is called no one needs to know yeah it's like that it's like very early in her career it's very almost jazzy yeah it's got kind of a almost like those 50s revival country guys from the 80s you yes. know where they have that kind of like swingy Mm-hmm. vibe of like pretty woman um yes. but yeah that song slaps i was glad to rediscover it because i also had uh trauma suppressed <laughs> a lot of shania and she was also so overexposed and that's not her fault but it was definitely like oh yeah so tiring yes exactly um so but bonnie but like at the time i would be like nope not for me but like going through going through this uh, was was kind of was super educational in a lot of ways. Um, I will be I will disclose I did not make it through Bonnie Raitt's entire catalog. She has so many later albums. Yeah, she's still releasing stuff at a steady clip. Um, I don't think she's quite on the album a year like Dolly Parton somehow still is. But yeah, but she's like every. I would say probably now it's down to like every four to five years, yeah, which is still a lot. Right. Um, and the one thing that the one thing I do really like about Bonnie Raitt is her voice is kind of like a Swiss army knife. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's not it's it's not it 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 it's a it's a multi tool that can do so many different jobs. And I don't mean this is a slight towards Bonnie Raitt because Swiss Army knives are notoriously awesome. They're awesome, but they're also not the most productive things in the world. Uh, and I say oh. that as, I say that as a former Boy Scout who had a Swiss like a, Army like knife. a jack of all a jack of all trades. Yes, like yes. If you if you need a Phillips head screwdriver and a, on a pocket knife, yeah, it'll 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 get you part of the way there. It'll probably get you something very. But I will say this: Bonnie Raitt's voice is several scores more productive than a Swiss Army knife. Um, yeah, her voice is at times very beautiful yeah and then at other times it's so kick-ass she's mm-hmm. like such a powerful singer yes. and her voice has a lot of character and the one thing that the one thing that i'll, I'll say i don't think she's a, a dyed-in-the-wool country artist no, totally not. She's a blues guitarist. Like, like she's she's she does a she does a. I mean, I mean, I think BB King called her one of the best slide guitarists he had ever heard. Which mm-hmm. you know, that's <laughs> if he's saying it, you know, I we should listen. Um, but I was fat. I I mean, I know we're we're gonna get to this later, but I did not expect the breadth of material that. Ms. Rate delivered, and um, and when you uh, when you, because you you discorded me the 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 live performance of Angel of Montgomery, which I was like, and like by the time I wanted to wait till I got to the album version before I before I listened to it, but damn that song rules! It's <laughs> like, so beautiful. That song bowled me over both the studio version and the live cut. Um, yes. But before we uh, actually, before we get to, to the list, I do want to say th- her catalog is the first time I've heard th- the word Americana in reference to music kind of makes sense. Oh, interesting. Um, not not that it's like rah rah US, you know, all of that, but I think the name sort of comes from I mean the name originated in like nineteen eighty four. And I I had seen it in I had seen it used in reference to uh, the catalog of the band. Oh, I was thinking of John Mellencamp. See, I feel like that's I feel like that's the uh, that's the pop country version of it in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially with um, her '70s material, it's drawing from several traditions all at once. Great, right. she often almost sounds like the Rolling Stones, which I was surprised by. Yeah, she 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 sounds like or she sounds like mid '60s Dylan sometimes with a yeah sing, with a way better singing voice. Oh yeah, um, of course. But she's all over the map and so adept at what whatever she's doing at that specific moment that I was super impressed with, and it was the only time I've ever heard that and thought about it. And said that kind of makes sense because there's like there's some jazz tradition, there's folk tr- tradition, there is the country, there is the the rootsy bluesy 
rock that's there. And I think the only thing I don't really know for sure is if bluegrass is there. But I don't I don't really think so. I'm, um, I'm not I, I'm not going to I'm not going to rule it out because uh, I was immediately bowled over by just how good Bonnie Raitt is. Um, yeah. She even does some reggae later in her catalog, which I have yeah. mixed feelings about, but I'm not a reggae lover in that's, general. That's fine. She was on. Uh, the, I remember I, I, d- I did remember when I read it because uh, she was on a Toots and the Maytals album. That was just it was came out in like two thousand four I believe it's called True Love it was packed with a whole bunch of guests and I remembered her song from it and I was like oh yeah she's on that <laughs> and, and and sadly enough or well sadly is the wrong word um, ironically she won a Grammy for that best re- best reggae album <laughs> like Toots and the Maytals best reggae album Bonnie Raitt's on it uh, that and- is really funny also I like to admit this is your moment of like guy who's heard one Toots in the May House album. Okay. This is like that one Toots in the May House album. You know? It's you with Bonnie Raitt. You're like, oh, this sounds like that song on that Toots album. No, it doesn't. It does, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, it doesn't To be at clear, all. That, was ju- that was a joke and not a uh, theory. Oh, sure. I know. <laughs> I figured... <laughs> I, I figured uh, because you've ne- I, I don't think you've ever been dismissive of my likes or dislikes so I don't <laughs> no of course <laughs> um, the interesting the thing- matalog if you will <laughs> okay I'm sorry yes nice we can move on <laughs> I wasn't gonna do this Caroline but awesome sauce on a yeah burger <laughs> no <laughs> No, I caused this, and I'm so upset. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll do before we get to playlists, um, her albums, Nick of Time and Luck of the Draw, which um, were, I guess, her two biggest selling albums, uh, I believe. Her, Nick of Time, her first sober album. Oh! I had no idea. Yeah, she... Like I, I, that was that was something I read. Also, are you familiar with the song "Walk the Dinosaur"? Uh huh. The man who wrote that produced "Nick of Time" and "Look of the Oh, <laughs> wow. Now I don't know what I thought that was going. I was yeah his having name, a lot of his name is Don. Was he's from the band was parentheses not was um i'm guessing i'm saying that wrong uh all due respect don was i'm sorry how Um, is how is was spelled well it's 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 w-a-s parentheses not w-a-s so i guess oh so it must be something where it's pronounced like vas or something or was or vas or or, or maybe they're just being funny. Now, I actually know a bit about Was Not Was prior to Walk the Dinosaur because mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested in the early 80s uh, New York no wave era of music, which is which is like weird punky disco and spazzy guitar solos. Like that's where Sonic Youth came from. And Was Not Was ha- is uh, they open one of my favorite comp- uh, compilations called Mutant Disco. Uh, with a song called Wheel Me Out. Uh, and you should listen to it. 
That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, okay, now it's... I, I'm the meme now, because I'm guy who's only heard Walk the Dinosaur. <laughs> is it sound... anything like... It is not. It is not. Okay. <laughs> it is not. Where, like, Walk the Dinosaur is kind of like the poppy... Um, the poppy living color um, cult of personality. It's like the, the, mm-hmm. opposite, the polar opposite of that. Was not was is like a is like a is it's it's a very dirty disco-y romp and it's like eight minutes long. It's really cool. Um, so you'd call it kind of a disco-y walk the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, like a longer disco-ier walk, walk the dinosaur. Walk the dinosaur is, a, is walk the dinosaur is saying. a poppy horns filled wheel me out. Uh huh. That's what I'm. That's where I'm going. So it's like a, like a longer, cooler, discoier, walk the dinosaur. Yes. Okay, fine. You you you, ha- you have my arm twisted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bonnie Raitt from it's the- about three walk the dinosaurs long. Th- yes. And yes, my my my. <laughs> Well, funny. I think my. I think if we if we look at if we look at the song length, I believe "Walk the Dinosaur" is almost five minutes. So I think. We oh might, wow, I that think, is too long. Yeah, I think we might get. Uh, Just two. Five, Just two. Walk the dinosaurs. Five walk the dinosaurs in my playlist. Um, nice. Maybe I don't know. Uh, also, Matthew, you're a saint for putting up with my silly jokes. Hey, you know. To quote, um, who was it? Jason Lee in the very the the, the movie that's aged very poorly, Mallrats. Uh, we smell our own, um, <laughs> and that just means oh wow, we're the same, Caroline. You are you and I are yes. You put up with my dumb jokes, I put up with yours, and we have fun talking about music together. Um, it's true. So it's a good working arrangement. So I am opening. Uh, my playlist with the studio version of Angel from Montgomery. Nice. I am an old woman named after my mother. My old man is another child that's grown old. Your dreams were thunder and lightning was desire. This old house would have burnt down that long time ago. Uh, it's off the album Streetlights. It's written by John Prine. It's a cover. Um, and it is just... I chose it here because sometimes uh, the, the lessons of defeat don't really manifest while you're feeling defeated. Interesting, yeah. Um, and with this, it's it seems like she's pulling several different sets of images, and it's also very, you know, when in doubt, rely on tempo. It's very that to it rang as very that to me, uh, and I j- I think the song is beautiful. It bowls me over every time I hear it, and and yeah, I could not 
I, I almost instinctively just when I decided I was going to add it, I'm like, yep, that's at the beginning. <clears throat> it's such a just like deeply melancholy song. Mm-hmm. Oof. It's beautiful. And then we are moving forward to uh, the nick of time for number two. I ain't gonna let you break my heart. Nice. There ain't no use in me trying to tell you how I feel. Cause what I feel ain't what you're feeling. I don't know what we did wrong. I found myself uh, really just, I, ha- I had a hard time um, getting past Nick of Time. Uh, and I think it's it's one of those, it's, it's that very rare case of uh, an album of the year winner actually being, prob- I mean, I don't know what it won over in 1989 when it came out but it feels like it's the one that soars that you can sort of come back to decades upon decades later and it still sort of fits as like oh this is why this one um you know i'm saying that as someone who did not do that research but there the album nick of time is incredibly wonderful and and i would say if you take nothing away from my playlist. You should listen to Nick, to Nick of Time. Um, for number three, uh, I start to get a bit jaunty through the rest of my playlist. Uh, mainly, okay. Mainly because uh, when she when when she gets the tempo going, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to her second album. I believe it's the opener. Give it up or let me go. Nice. Looking at my playlist as I see it on my computer screen, I'm doing the, hey, let's write a poem with the song titles. Nice. (laughs) So, uh, Angel from Montgomery, I ain't gonna let you break my heart, give it up or let me go. (laughs) It's like, okay, we are laying down some subliminal stand-up messages and I'm kind of here for it. But give it up or let me go. It's, uh, this harkens back to the mid-60s Dylan, like specifically blonde-on-blonde era Dylan where uh, he would do, he would mix like the folk that he had been doing, electric guitars and almost ragtimey horns. Uh, And I think, I think that this is a better sounding version of that. Um... And her lyrics are definitely from the blues tradition rather than... Uh, oh, yeah. R- rather than the, I took a bunch of hallucinogenics and I'm now going to change the world Bob Dylan style. Um, 
but I, I do, I, I found myself, there, I'm going to save this for later, but like, listen to her 70s stuff, it's really good. Back to, it is, it's Back lovely. to Nick of Time for number four, uh, The Road's My Middle Name. I just can't help myself I got to go I hope you'll understand I love you so Still a bit speedier, still a bit, um, uh, it kind of, it's kind of upping the tempo. I mean, sometimes when I go, when we do the, when we end it relaxed, I almost have to go up and then come back down to be relaxed. Uh, and the road's my middle name is, it's definitely, we're hitting the crest of that curve. Uh, number five on my playlist, another cover. I believe she is covering, uh, I think it's Dion and the Belmonts, uh, Runaway. Ooh. Off of Sweet Forgiveness. I'm a walking in the has a bit of has a bit of spice on that guitar and it's 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 a cool listen to me i do really like it a lot oh no i'm sorry it is not dion and the belmonts it is del shannon oh okay very said six of one half dozen of the other yeah. well I mean, especially at this point I mean, in history yeah i mean six, belmont in one del shannon the other who knows um mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, her cover of "Runaway" I would probably say is better than the original. But ultimately, you kind of just remember the words. Uh, for number six, going to her debut album, which is self-titled, and it is the opener from that album, "Bluebird." Still, uh, and I think I said this. I, I think I said this to you uh, after I'd gotten through a couple of her albums. She's just fully formed, like right out, yeah. of the, right out of the gate. It's, I mean, it, it, I, it's. She just has a. She has a, a huge level of just panache and style on her voice. She can, she can stand in front of a band and make sure that your attention is on her, and that it, it's 
really it's really impressive and that's that's apparent album one two i would say almost through to the end of the 70s um at least in the way that i listen to her her output uh bluebird is just a lovely song it was it was one of those that i had a hard time getting past because i just want i just kept wanting to hear it again so I have a feeling. That's so nice. I have a feeling that Bluebird will end up on my Spotify. Hey, you listen to this song a lot this year. List. Um, nice. And then uh, I'm gonna say this. My number seven song is probably the most fun on my playlist. Uh, it's off her second album. Uh, it's called "You've Got to Know How." You can make me do what you want. Nice. It's a, it's still keeps up the the jaunty like I'm p- pretty sure there's clarinets all throughout this song kind of ragtiming below her vocals. But I, I love this song because she's like, I'll do anything you want, but you've got to know how. Uh, and then she kind of flips it at the end. You know, I've I've got all this. I've got people to do this because I know how. And there's a certain amount of confidence and and just swagger about it. Bonnie Raitt's really good at this in the, in the early '70s. It's it's kind of impressive. And closing my playlist is the first song of hers that I ever heard, "Nick of Time." Just when I thought I had enough, and all my tears were shed, no promise left. On I like that and, pleasing symmetry and I, I do want to say this is I found a lot of personal sort of resonance with this song um, because sh- and shortly before I met Reba like I was I would say months away from just sort of moving home um, oh, that's so wow! Like my 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 divorce had been finalized, and I was I really hated the jobs that I had. Like I loved my, I loved my I love my career. I've loved my career since I, you know, kind of got going in clinical uh, in school. I, I loved taking X-rays, but the places I was working just were not doing it for me. And, oh yeah, totally. Um, now granted, uh having you know survived this far into a pandemic there's a couple of those jobs that i would gladly you know take back with in terms of like the workload but when you're a new x-ray tech (laughs) when you're a new x-ray tech and you kind of want to be challenged working at a community hospital doesn't really do that for you um and you know and that's that i don't think that i don't think that's the community hospital's fault 
working in urgent care as a new x-ray tech, you are taking at most 10 x-rays a day if you're lucky. And most of those aren't super challenging. Um, but when I met Reba and decided I was going to pursue that, I felt I, I felt like the end of that song where like love in the nick of time. I didn't really feel like my time was like, there's a certain sort of, um, there's a, there's a stratosphere of getting older that that song's about that I was not at yet, but the sentiment was still the same for me. And, and I, I really like that song a whole lot. Um, and I will, I will say that Nick of Time is an album you should probably listen to. It's very good. And I really like Bonnie Raitt. This episode is sponsored by the album Nick of Time. Yes. Don was, call me, we can talk. Um. <laughs> was, not was. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Don- I'm so glad that this episode includes the phrase, do you know the song Walk the Dinosaur? <laughs> and then everything that happened after that. Yes. It's just really been a journey. Yes. So, Caroline, how many Walk the Dinosaurs is your playlist? <laughs> I think it's also about five Walk the Dinosaurs. Cool, cool. Which would be your... Nope. Which five dinosaurs would you walk is what I want to ask. Ooh. Mine would be uh, Stegosaurus. Definitely. Uh, Brontosaurus or whatever its name is now. Oh, of course. Definitely. Like a like a big big guy? Oh, yeah. Having a, I like, ha- the, the idea of a human-sized human having a leash on a Brontosaurus or Brachiosaurus or whatever <laughs> it is. That is... Just, it's incredible. That is hilarious to me. That is like... That is like wee wholesome indie game hilarious to me and someone should make that. you would just get spun like a carnival ride oh definitely like, oh definitely you would lose your lunch yes you would become the human skin book for that brontosaurus well yeah because well i don't know would you because they don't eat meat are they literate <laughs> we don't know anything no, dinosaurs <laughs> don't want to eat your body and use your skin as a book. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not to do, as Wikipedia would call, original research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just boldly claiming. Wow. The dinosaur doesn't want to turn your pelt into a backpack no. or anything. Or maybe it does and we're just misreading the entire thing. What if T-Rex had a little backpack with his little arms. That would be perfect, actually. <laughs> how, would, how would it get into the backpack? He has, he, how would it ever use the The backpack? T-Rex has a little messenger bag. <laughs> yeah, the T-Rex is a hipster yes. rides a bike to work. Yes, T-Rex bike messenger. He has one of those. T-Rex bike, bike messenger and the company's name, Electric Warriors. We brought it back to music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, no, okay, but right. I do have to ask. To... You've named three dinosaurs, I believe, you would walk. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. So we have to do um, the two. two. more. Um, Ankylosaurus, which is another, like, another bro- chunky plate guy. Yeah. And then Triceratops. Triceratops. Triceratops are probably... I picture them as being, like, the pit bulls of dinosaurs. 
where like they, yeah. they, they look big and mean, but oh my god, they are just teddy bears. They're so sweet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, I'm not sure if I would have thought that a Triceratops was sweet before, but then the role of the Triceratops in Jurassic Park is so sweet. Oh, yeah. When it's sick mm-hmm. and you just like feel so sad for it. Oh. Yeah, and Neil is just leaning on its belly. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt the dinosaur cast. Yes, we, we have to interrupt this and talk about Bonnie Raitt. So let's walk the dinosaur Wait, over to yes. playlist. Bonnie Raitt would be a fabulous dinosaur. Yes. Okay. The first song on my list is Walk the Dinosaur. <laughs> Just kidding. Um... Now I want now I want Bonnie Raitt to cover it. I would love to hear her voice just saying, "Open the door." She's like shredding and open the door. Them. Get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. <laughs> oh, that's such a powerful image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 The first song on my list is from the album "Luck of the Draw." It is "I Can't Make You Love Me." Ooh. I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something it won't. Here in the dark, in these final hours, I will lay down my heart. Which is just like, oof, just like, I think even without requiring this to be Bonnie Raitt, that's one of the most defeated songs there ever is. It's so bleak. Yes. And, but beautiful, but definitely like a big old bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does a beautiful job. Yes. That song is one walk the dinosaur long. It's over five minutes. Okay. Number, I'll stop talking about Walk the Dinosaur. Why? For now. <laughs> just just for now. Okay. Um, number two on my list is from the album Home Plate. Okay. Which has a charming baseball cover, which seems very strange to me. It is the song My First Night Alone Without You. From the bed I can't get used to It's these little hours in the dark I dread As I spend my first night alone without you It's just like a nice, slow ballad. She has so many of those and they are all very beautiful. Yes. They're definitely, they're like, um, I'm still not sure I would ever call her a country artist, but they're like cry in your beer songs. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. Torch, torch songs. Yeah. At the, at the honky tonk. Yes. Number three on my list is Angel from Montgomery. So. Nice.
think I I think I just got a little head start on you with two things that were bleaker than Angel from Montgomery, which is sure. um, also a very beautiful but very bleak song. And um, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I already, it was, do you ever look things up on Spotify and you have already pressed the heart on them? Yep. And you don't remember having done that? Yep. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, I heart the song, um, but I didn't remember that I had done that. So it was like, ah. Okay. Number four on my list is from Longing in Their Hearts. It is called Dimming of the Day. And I think this this middle couple of songs is like trying to shift from slow songs that are sadder to slow songs that are a little bit more hopeful, mm-hmm. you know? Because being relaxed is, is like your energy is down, but you're not upset about it. Um, number five is from Nick of Time. It is Nobody's Girl. Which is a great song. Ooh, that was a close one. That was a close one. That was, <laughs> that was a darling I cut. She's nobody's girl. She shows up at his doorstep in the middle of the night. Then she disappears for weeks at a time. Just enough to keep him wanting more, but never is he satisfied. actually had on my first I was listening through her catalog and just adding songs that I felt good about and then when I looked back at my list I had three songs from just her very first album I was like this is not a sustainable pace she has like 20 studio albums um wow yes so (laughs) number six on my list is the one that did survive from that original self-titled album it is any day woman Nice. <laughs> oh, that was another close one. I cut that one to Jay. <laughs> if you're a man now, you'd better end it There's no reason here, no treason here, just the way of a woman's mind. And um, number seven is from The Glow. It is called Your Good Thing is About to End. about to come to an end 
which is a very powerful title. Yes. And again, it is like, um, it's a little bit of a bummer song, but it also has that sense of being like a kiss off song, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, okay. And then last on my list is from Give It Up. And it is Too Long at the Fair, which is, it's like a sweet little song of farewell. Like, I overstayed at this thing. It's time to move on. It's time to do something different. And I just really liked the energy of that. I've been too long at the fair. Lord, I just can't stand it anymore. I went down to Jason. But I never knew what laughing was Till you walked out the door Won't you come and take me home? I almost added that. I, ne- I never pushed the button, but it was... I, al- I almost added that. Her, her catalog is so good. Your list is really good. It's... Your list is really good, and her catalog is really good, and... It was only there were a few, uh, a few of the seventies albums, and then some of the eighties stuff that I was just like, "This just I'm just not that into this." But yeah. nothing's wrong with it. Yeah, exactly. If I were, if I were contemporary and I were going out and buying this album when it came out, I would listen to it and be like, "This is great, new Bonnie Raitt music," mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's hard when someone has so much music and you have to narrow it down so dramatically. You just have to be like, all right, I'm skipping this entire thing. It's just not vibing. Right. Well, and then it's it's also like we're not we, we weren't super familiar with her work. So we kind of have to develop the relationship with the music right off the bat. And, uh, and right. that can be, Even that can be you really had, hard. That, that is really hard. And it also eliminates like being stuck in your own context Mm -hmm. you know where because there's some artists i remember you know i grew up listening to a lot of classic bands like the rolling stones and the who and um but the songs that i would choose as the ones that i really liked were almost always different than what my parents really liked just because they just like sounded a different way to me you know and it was so interesting what stood up over time versus what sounded a little bit more modern or dated or, you know, so. Yeah. I will say I was surprised, at least with the exception of some of the 80s stuff, but a lot of her stuff sounds really timeless, partly because it is so anchored in the blues. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, some, I, I feel like there are a lot of artists that have had long careers that try and do that later. Uh, Right. It takes a very, it takes a very delicate hand to adopt new musical technologies Mm -hmm. and still sound like your best self. Yes. And I think when they do that, it almost, I don't want to say it's, it doesn't, it's not like cash grabby, but it kind of feels like we're in this we're in this section of our, we're in this time in our career so we should just be good at this right and um i think a lot of a lot of artists don't necessarily learn the lesson that if you haven't 
on some level like lived it, it doesn't really work. Yes. Um, right. And that's what, um, I don't know if you saw, but I posted on Twitter earlier cause I was thinking about it that, um, something to talk about is such a strong song. Oh yes. hundred percent. And to me, it stands out among the songs that boomer aged bands were putting out beginning in the late eighties that were like revivals. Yeah. And some of them really hewed to keeping things very classic. Mm-hmm. And some of them went more in a technological direction. Right. And um, some of each worked and some of each didn't. And I think something to talk about is just such a... It didn't fit in the moods of this playlist, which is too bad, because it is just, like, such a great song. And really showcases her ability to shred, her incredible voice, her swagger that you mentioned before. I mean, her delivery on that song is just so adept. Yeah, it's so well suited yeah. to her. I mean, it's it's like when we were talking about um, it was when we were talking about like Dolly Parton and how she just changed her delivery to suit the song a lot of the time. And I think all of the all of the all of the really great singers that we've covered, like you know Whitney, Mariah, Withers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've we've they've all had that ability to coupled with their fantastic voice and like I said a lot about Nick of Time but something to talk about is not just some pop piece of ephemera from the 90s like it's worth studying you should like you, you should look at it it's, it's really yes. quite good uh, and, yes. and I know that it was a, I believe it was attached to a silly-ish rom-com of a film but that doesn't that that does not stop this from being just a wonderful song. I didn't know that, but since you mentioned that, one of the other songs I was thinking about from this time period is Kokomo by the Beach Boys, which I think is a great use of advancing musical technology. That song is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was for the forgotten Tom Cruise film Cocktail, oh, no, which I didn't ever know. Nobody forgot that. I believe Jesse and I talked about that on, on, on the most recent episode of Free Reeling It briefly. Well, it's kind. Of, it's had a. It's had like a revival in the Netflix era. Oh yeah, definitely. It was definitely a, a dim. Also ran in the catalog of Tom Cruise, and definitely a strange movie for you to be like. Yes, this is where we have the Beach Boys reunion with the synthesizers. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah, the non Brian Wilson Beach Boys. But it's still, like their harmonies are still so tight. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's a cool updated song. Yes. Okay. And if, and Chester, if you, it, Chester. Oh, Chester has opinions on Kokomo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you remember the video, you remember John Stamos rocking those drums. Yes, I was also thinking about the episode of Full House. It's um, it's all just such a cultural moment. Yeah. But you said before that we have a guest. We have us. a submission. And the submission comes from a very special place. 
comes from my mother-in-law. Oh my gosh! Um, when I mentioned that... I'm so sorry we talked so much about dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I, look, <laughs> Diane, I love you, but I'm going to be silly. You know this about me. Caroline's very silly as well. Uh, it's fine. Also, you missed the 10 minutes we talked about binary stars before we even oh, hopped yeah, on the recorder. we got to start recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, my mother, when I told Reba that we were going to be doing Joni Mitchell, and this is before I found out that, oh yeah, Joni Mitchell removed all of her stuff because of Rogan. Um, yes. Reba said then, you should talk to my mom because I know she would be interested in talking to, uh, would be interested in like submitting a playlist. And. Yeah, moms love Joni Mitchell. And uh, when we had changed it to Bonnie Raitt, she goes, interestingly enough, my mom loves Bonnie Raitt. And I'm like, cool. Uh, See? Moms love Bonnie Raitt, too. um, I will say this. Uh, She was very, she was kind of tentative about doing a playlist. I'm not going to go into all the things she said, but I will say, uh, I will say one of the things she said to me via text. I think my continuum would go from defeated down to angry defiant to energized hopeful and then i'm okay to move on since i've purged my feelings here's my list of oh i love that also i'm so impressed that she was like i'm not sure about this and did it anyway Mm -hmm. because it is an exercise that requires a lot of vulnerability to listen to things with your emotions open and consider the idea that music can really change how you're feeling and think about that is it's kind of a like a raw nerve kind of experience sure and i mean and 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 diane's no stranger to that um i mean you know she she raised my wife who is a psychotherapist she herself is an occupational therapist Um, oh that's so neat also diane is an iconic mom name diane rules um but what is reba is reba named after you know reba (laughs) <laughs> I got in, I got moms, in trouble moms once. Love Reba too. I got in trouble once. I'm not getting in trouble again. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. That was my idea. I Matt Matt gave me five dollars and told me I to did say not. that. I just so you know. I didn't. Don't look at my Venmo. I swear it's not there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Cash App. No. Um, <laughs> crap. I'm just. Luckily, I edit this, so hopefully, I'll remember to cut it out. Um, likely I won't but uh, when we were talking about this I did say that like you know I I did say to her that like I know this is actually not the easiest thing for me to do on some of my favorite artists because I'm finding that I've not always listened to them for those reasons and uh, and yeah like some like some of the catalogs that I know really, really well, like, you know, Beastie Boys, Robin, um, Velvet Underground that we've done. And I, I was like, huh, this is way harder than I expected it to be. Uh, Run DMC, same story. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I was, I told her to her face the other night. I'm like, I'm very honored you did this. And uh, thank you very much. Hopefully, if, if if Joni's catalog comes back to Spotify, we can get you on for hers. 
Um, and then she's like, well, Crosby, Stills, and Nash's came back, so maybe. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll see, Diane. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she might be right, because I think artists take a pretty big hit. Yeah. I mean, and there's probably... I. I I mean, I don't know about, like, Tidal or Apple Music or anything like that, so I don't know if they're there and just not on Spotify. That's research that I'm not going to do while we're recording. But Diane's playlist is as follows. Mm -hmm. She opens with, I can't make you love me off of Luck of the Draw. Oh my gosh, Diane! And then she moves on to Silver Lining uh, with Wounded Heart. Wounded Heart, I cannot say you from yourself. Beautiful. Then she goes to Nick of Time, Cry on My Shoulder. Stays with Nick of Time with I Will Not Be Denied. That's awesome. Back to Silver Lining, No Getting Over You. Ooh, I love Bonnie Raitt's song yeah. titles. And I will say this, Caroline, this is our trademark of a good listener submission. She has, I ain't gonna let you break my heart again at number six. So we both have our own. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I ain't gonna let you break my heart again. <laughs> Uh, and then seven off of Silver Lining. It is the title track, Silver Lining. Step into the silence. Take it in your own two hands. Mm-hmm. And then it is Valley of Pain off of Silver Lining to close out. Well, I'm walking through, I'm walking through the Valley of Pain. I think that's a really that's good a list. Fantastic list. Thank you so much, Diane, for submitting makes me it it warms my heart that you were willing to get involved with some of your son-in-law's bullshit yeah and also his friends caroline's well caroline you write about black holes i (laughs) i read histories of books bound by skin yeah but you shoot x-rays through people's bodies that's true that's true that's like very sci-fi pretty cool i do like doing it <laughs> um but yeah thank you again diane for the list uh now caroline we have to move on um to did we already kind of do how we felt yeah is there anything that you feel is like lingering that you would like to say uh no 
I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I start, I'll just be repeating. So. Yeah, I would just say I really enjoyed yes. this. And I didn't think I wouldn't enjoy it, but I was surprised how much I liked so much of her yes. music. Um, I, I will, I will say that I only got, I didn't get through, I think, I think luck of the draw was where I stopped, um, on the way there, I did listen to her most, her two most recent albums. Um, but the past few weeks have been a bit packed and I think, Oh, that's okay. Yeah. You don't ever have but, to, by the time I got to luck of the draw, I already had like 15 or 20 songs on my list. So I was like, this is, I'm not adding right. more. And then this is already hard. About, um, I'm trying to remember there. I think it was, I think it was, um, home plate from home plate on up up through nick of time like between those two albums i don't think a whole lot made a huge impression like sweet forgiveness has the runaway cover um which that Mm -hmm. stood out and this is also like i was also trying to you know we're trying to cram essentially 50 years worth of music into a two week space and develop, you know, emotional attachments to it, whatnot. Uh, and I think yeah. not to, not to denigrate those albums. I just don't think I had the adequate time to, to get enough from them. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think you really need to explain. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, that was just a, a reaction. But with yeah, she definitely has yeah, so and much. With, and but with that, like her voice did not lose its power through any of that. Um, That's real, absolutely true. She must take. I know you said that she's been sober for a while, but she must also take pretty good care mm-hmm. of her voice. Yeah, because she sings big. Yes, she she seems she sings big, but. There's something there's something else to it that I just cannot articulate quite enough, and I, I don't really know how to do it. Yeah, she has a very beautiful special Bonnie Raitt's voice. Bonnie awesome. Listen to Bonnie Raitt. Um, if you don't, you're missing out. Uh, now we have to have the hard discussion, Caroline. Yeah. Well, so I was the one who suggested Joni and then Bonnie mm-hmm. Raitt. I feel like we should do like a like a newer artist, okay. but I don't have I don't have any strong feelings about okay who that might be or uh, a newer artist. I'm gonna pitch something to you. I'm looking I'm mm-hmm. looking at our spreadsheet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about Dream Pop? I don't I don't really know what that is. So I think the best way to start about it is like the cure kind of went there for a little bit in the mid 80s. Um, Cocktoo twins are, are kind of that. So it's basically it's kind of okay. like it's kind of okay. like the 80s jangle indie pop with a lot more layered synth and reverb over it. 
my, my yes, almost like a pre like a pre shoegaze kind yeah. of sound, like shoegaze, but you uh-huh. can kind of understand the lyrics. You could slow dance yes. to it. My a suggestion, yeah. okay, is the band Beach House. Ooh, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever even heard a Beach House okay. song. Well, they've uh, now they have been releasing material since I want to say the mid 2000s I want to say I want to mm-hmm. say their first I'm gonna I'm just gonna look it up real quick they did they have released an album this year which is I'll, I'll just spoil it okay so the their first album was in 2006 it's self-titled um but they were I kind of got into them through uh, trying to get to review their albums when I was a critic. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that would have been about the I right was, time. I was, I was, I think I, I don't remember which one I re- I know I only reviewed one of them, maybe two. But this duo has been some of the best listening that I've had since I, you know, moved to Philly. It was one of the. It was one of the first bands I sort of like latched on to. Um, and uh, they're, I don't think they're, I don't think they're one of my favorite bands uh, of all time just yet, but I do, I do love their music a lot. Uh, and I think, I actually think you might as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fully open to that. I, don't even have like enough of a frame of reference to be like I do or don't like other music like that you know that that is just like a total new thing can I tell you the embarrassing true story of what the name Beach House made me think of it is James William Buffett's 1999 album which is called Beach House on the Moon and that is one of the songs it's called Beach House on the Moon I feel like that. I feel I like that could have gone worse. <laughs> I don't think that that's all it's, that bad. It's definitely an artistic low point for the man. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would, mm, I would say the, I would say the whole nineties are and beyond. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hop off that train in about the mid eighties, yeah. and I don't look back. Yeah, like. Someday I'll someday I'll make you do a Jimmy and Buffett you, episode you, and you'll well, you'll learn. So, yeah, I probably I'm probably gonna have to. Um, I do want to say I think I'm pretty sure Jesse said this to me, either right before or right after the last episode of Free Reeling It. Uh, he said, "So when am I going to get you and Caroline on here to watch the Elvis movie?" <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> He's like, but you have. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even generally like biopics that much. Oh really? And I also don't really like Elvis. <laughs> I I had my time being uh, Elvis fan adjacent, and I have, I have grown out of it. And I think I'm, I think I'm 
all the better for it at this point. But, okay, so let's roll for some emotions. This let's going, roll for some emotions. This episode's going to be really long, and it's all staying in, so I hope you. I hope anybody that's listening, you've had a fun time thus far. Uh, first up, negative headspace. I should probably get my dice out. That would make some sense. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go with... A four. That is depressed. Okay. And our positive headspace has to stay on the table. A three. To content. Okay. That's depressed to content. That's a really good spread for Beach House. Nice. All right. I mean, I feel like it's kind of in the in the meat. Of, of most of their catalog. So that'll be a real fun episode. So we will see you. The beach meat. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> why, am I, why am I in such a silly mood? I don't know, but Caroline, <laughs> I love you for it. Don't. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope that there's one point where we can like, be face to face. I am a hugger, but if you don't want to hug, that's fine. But I will, I will look you dead in the face and say, "Don't you ever change." <laughs> <laughs> and then Reba will say, "You don't need to say it that aggressively." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. And I'll be like, "Yeah, you know, you're right." I, I, I get passionate. Um, but anyway, so we'll see you in two weeks to do Beach House from depressed to content. Uh huh. Okay. Caroline, you're a busy person. Where can the folks find you being busy? Yes, the folks can find me being busy. Let's see. I write for Popular Mechanics. Um, I cover all kinds of things, and I would love for you to check out some of my stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Adatoriate. And if you've seen me around, you know what it is. Otherwise, just track me down through the Trivial Merit account, which is at Trivial Merit. Yes. And by the time this comes out, I will be working on a bundle of adult games, which means games with adult sexual content in them. So if that is not interesting to you, this is not for you, but it is a bundle. It will be, I believe, like 10 to 12 games in support of the National Network of Abortion Funds which is an organization that coordinates with local funds all mm-hmm. around the country to directly give money to the people who need it most to provide services to people who are pregnant and don't want to be. So uh, it's a very important cause to me. And basically, I, I submitted a piece of work to one of the big fundraiser bundles that they had, and that was exciting. I'm so happy to be able to help. But none of them allowed adult content, which seemed wild to me when the thing we're fundraising for is abortion. So I just wanted to give uh, other adult creators a chance to put forward some work and see if we can raise a little bit of money. I have no idea how it's going to do. I truly have no idea. So it's just going to be an experiment, but I would love for you to check it out and support it. I'm sure it will be all over my Twitter. It'll be all over mine, too. Uh, yeah, because abortion is healthcare, and if anyone has any other any any bullshit they'd like to add, educate yourself first. Yeah, tell um, your opinion to your toilet, and then close the lid. Yes, and flush. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so you can find me 
on the internet at infinite underscore rewind on t- infinite underscore rewind on Twitter. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have friends that allow me to be on podcasts with them, uh, very much like Caroline. Uh, she, hers and my mutual friend Jesse uh, lets me talk about movies with him. And uh, we usually watch one movie, talk about it, and then talk about what else we're watching. We have most recently talked about Stalker. That episode should be going up soon. We were fortunate to be joined by the wonderful, the super intelligent Grace Benfeld. And uh, I'm just going to say I'm very proud of myself for not matting all over it. Um, We're having this this pr- self promotional bit is having a self esteem issue, Matthew. No, well, see, so 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 like when I'm when when I'm super passionate about something and, or something that's kind of like a favorite thing of mine, I'm very afraid to talk about it for the simple fact that I will usually, um, I will usually talk over folks and step on folks, and I'm very proud <gasps> oh, that I okay. that I did not do that this time. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you for that too. And that is a great skill to develop. Yes, it was. It, it was. It was. It was surprisingly. It was surprisingly easy because, um, uh, you never feel like, you never feel like you're the smartest in the room with with Jesse or or Grace, and when you bring a statement, they they tackle it intelligently and respectfully and it was it was one of the better conversations i've had about a movie i really really love that i can remember um so so yeah check out free reeling it uh with jesse and i and check out the stalker episode also i'm on a podcast where i talk about video games with three of my buddies uh it's called story route zero we generally talk about what we're playing and then possibly some news and finally, I have been uh, lucky enough to be part of the Bald Gun Guy podcast on Scanline Media. Uh, Six and Ty added me as their third. I'm very proud of that because Hitman is one of my favorite video game series. And we are covering the modern World of Assassination trilogy one level at a time. We are about to record the Whittleton Creek episode and Killing in Suburbia. Kind of fun. Just saying. A little bit of Brett Easton Ellis peeking out there for a sec. So, remember how you had the embarrassing Buffett thing? Mm-hmm. I'm the embarrassing person who doesn't know Brett Easton Ellis. Oh, I mean, I haven't, like, read his books. I just know that they're about scary white people stuff. Oh, okay. All right. In the suburbs. I, I guess like- I've seen I've seen Rules of Attraction. Is that, that's what it <laughs> oh, is? Oh, that's the guy. Okay, so he's the one who wrote... Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, he's the guy who wrote American Psycho. Okay. I didn't mean to make it, like, a secret. I, oh, no, uh, that's no, that's fine. Um, Patrick Bateman basically is the killing in the suburbs poster boy. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, I feel like, I feel like Whittleton Creek is funnier. It's not hard to be funnier than Brad Easton Ellis. It's true. Um, he's, yeah. he's pretty grim. But uh, and the last order of business I will talk about is our theme song, which is done by my friend, Julian V. Uh, you know their work from basically everything on the Some Good Shows Network. 
and he was very kind enough to do a theme song for us. And I'm very thankful. He's one of my bestest buddies. You can follow him on Twitter at J-U-L-Z-V-Z. You can follow him on Twitch. I believe it's Jewels and Ghosts on Twitch. J-U-L-Z-N Ghosts, all one word. Uh, I think I would, folks can track it down through. Yes, their Twitter, I would say right? I would say start started as Twitter, and then you know find all of his social media accounts and follow them because usually there's different stuff on every account, and most of the time when he's playing music, it is very delightful. Um, so I will I will champion Jules uh, until I can no longer speak. <laughs> Caroline, I think that's it. I think that's the show. I think that's it too. And you've left us with an evocative image of your deathbed where you're clutching Reba's hand and you're like, Julian, Jules (laughs) with a Z. (laughs) Oh, my wife's going to hate me. And that, or maybe she'll just be like, "See, this is why I love you because you go on these stupid tangents and you." Take- yeah, she will have had she will have had countless decades of experience with you by then. Oh yes, yes. By by that by that time, she'll be like, "Yeah, great, good. Just just go. <laughs> <laughs> just go." <laughs> on that chilling. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks, same time, yeah. same station. Hee 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 h